Hello everyone and welcome to Pure Dead PlayStation, a fortnightly PlayStation supplement from Pure Dead Gaming. I am your host Donny, and today we'll be talking the latest news, including recent quarter one Sony finances, PlayStation 5 units continue to fly off the shelf, and PlayStation Cloud Gaming is rumoured to be getting a big upgrade. As usual though, I need some guests to make all this happen. Making his second Pure Dead Gaming appearance, his first on PlayStation, he is a writer for the website, and when once asked, how many OnlyFans accounts do you subscribe to? He simply replied, all of them. Couchy's with us today, and of course, a familiar voice to all listeners, I'm sure. A man who makes even my FOMO look normal. More on that later. It's Grumpy Gamer getting Ben. Grumpy Gamer Ben! <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say there, Ben. Oh, you were so smooth throughout all of that. <laughs> I was so smooth. <laughs> so Let's close. retake. Retake. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> oh, gentlemen, how are you doing? Not too bad at all. Thank you very much for having me on, Donnie. Not a problem at all, mate. Not a problem. We finally got there. Yes, most definitely. Oh, you guys having a busy week? This is Thursday as we're recording, so almost the weekend. Never a bad thing. Yeah, it's almost the weekend. That's uh, yeah, that's uh, nice. I, I I need this weekend. Was, uh, right. I feel like the the week is uh, the weekend is is definitely needed. I need to need to play some more games. Haven't had an awful <laughs> lot of time this week, so yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, actually been having a bit of time off uh, just to get some things done. And to be honest, I've not really done that much gaming this weekend, uh, this yeah. week. But certainly the weekend, I think we'll make up for that. Definitely terrible, terrible. That was like to be fair. That was like me last week. Um, I, I was off on holiday last week, as some of you know. Mm-hmm. Um, stupidly getting married. Um, <laughs> so I, I know what a, what a fucking moron. <laughs> and. But I had obviously I had kids for a long period of time. Um, my mum was over visiting, so like I barely got any time in at all. So um, yeah, I'm 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 lagging fair behind that 220 hours of Diablo I have now. So. Well, oh my! Ooh, yeah, think it, yes. it, think about if you had uh, Baldur's Gate, you wouldn't have had time to play it. So uh. oh, well, more <laughs> on that later. More <laughs> on that later. <laughs> So, gents, we've got a slight change to the normal format for this episode. Um, I always said when we started this that I didn't always want to do, like, a feature because sometimes it can feel tired or time can go on, and I'm always conscious of people's time listening. Um, So I thought we would do something what I was kind of calling a campfire chat where the three of us could just bring a couple of talking points we wanted to talk about, whether it was relevant today, whether it was just about overall gaming, whatever it may be. So um, we will add that at the end and, and hopefully people like that change. But yeah, I guess we'll just mix things up as we go along. I, th- I, thought, that, I thought that was a great idea, Donnie, but I did think that was a personal attack on uh, the Grumpy Gamers podcast because we churn out those features every week. They may be good, they may be bad, but we churn them out regardless. <laughs> no dig in this like I always enjoy my GG feature, especially this week's one, by the way, which I uh, I really enjoyed about RPGs. So, um, oh, that's good. That was that's uh, good. that was good. Yeah, because it's a difficult one because, and we've had. I'm sure me and you Ben had this discussion like. What game really isn't an RPG? These because so many games have RPG elements. Yeah. You could argue God of War is an RPG. It's got yep. more RPG elements than Final Fantasy 16, and that's an RPG. So <laughs> yeah. it's difficult, isn't you've it? Made you know? some, so, yeah, you've made that point to me before when I've called something an RPG, and you've gone, "Is it?" And I've gone, "Yeah, of course it is." And then you then you <laughs> say your point, and I, oh yeah. Might not yeah, be. Yeah. Might not but, be. <laughs> yeah, but equally, it could easily be, isn't yeah, it? You know, yeah. so <laughs> so many different games now seem to kind of take those elements on. Do you know what I mean? So no, I totally agree with that, Donny. Yeah, and it's like 
you almost feel as though if a game hasn't got like skill trees or or you know like um like upgrade paths and thing you almost feel as though oh it's lacking but yeah. that was that was those things were reserved for yep days gone by art just quote rpgs yeah. so yeah yeah games are just so expansive now aren't they so yes but hey hey we digress. Um, we start the news today talking with one of two Sony financial news. Uh, firstly, Sony's rele- sorry, Sony has released its financial results for the three months ended June 30th, 2023, with its movie business driving income down, but PlayStation's good performance driving sales up. Sales were up 33% to $20.6 billion, whereas net income was down by 17% to a, oh, woe is me, $1.5 billion. However, will they survive? Hmm. Importantly, game and network services, i.e. PlayStation, were up 27% to $5.4 billion. Sony's increased sales for the quarter were partly attributed to a significant increase in sales within its PlayStation segment, while the profit decrease was attributed to a decline in its financial services and Sony picture segments. But also, PlayStation was affected by continual quarterly contributions towards the Bungie acquisition. Sony said the growth was due to increase in sales for third-party titles and hardware, as well as an impact from foreign exchange rates. Software sales were up 20% year-on-year to $2.8 billion, representing a giant 56.5 million games shifted across PlayStation consoles. First-party titles represented 6.6 million of this. Meanwhile, the important figure for everyone is hardware sales are up 42%, the PlayStation 5 shifting 3.3 million units during quarter one, bringing its total to date to 41.7. A reminder, earlier this year, Sony said it planned to shift 25 million units by the end of the fiscal year. Yeah, gents, I mean, I know obviously, you know, we always say, oh, great for shareholders. The share price actually dropped on these figures. But, I mean, Sony is is, killing it just now. I mean, all the right things are going up. Granted, profits down, but they have explained why, and that's a lot of that obviously is out with you know PlayStation's control. Yeah. They decided to buy Bungie for all the right reasons. We think anyway, long term, mm-hmm. we'll know that. But I mean, these figures are great. Hard, the important thing is obviously hardware sales. Maybe not where they wanted them to be, but well up. Um, game sales: fifty six and a half million games. It's um, yeah, it, it's it's a good time, especially when you compare with the uh, with the stiff competition. Yeah, I, I I don't know what you guys think, um, but PlayStation is is absolutely killing it. Uh, yep. The first party kind of game projection going forwards is looking uh, probably a little bit dicey, but that hasn't stopped anything in terms of the sales. It's almost like the the brand recognition is is as being the dominant console is just plowing on, and at this point in the life cycle, everyone jumping in. I think people buying PlayStation 5s now are either totally new to the ecosystem or just are total uh, are casuals from the PS4 kind of era, or maybe mm-hmm. they're crossing over from Xbox or something like that. It's almost like they're aiming at a different target market at this point who don't necessarily need the first party. Like the people who are stressing over the first parties, they already have the PS5s. Yeah. So yes. it's not slowing things down at all. And I know it might be slightly below their expectations, like you were saying, Donnie. Um, but, you know, it's it's like they've built up such a brand recognition and following before that this will just keep rolling for the next couple of years. I, I don't see it changing anytime soon, even no, if no. they don't, even if they can't produce the first parties, like going forward. 
No, that, I, I totally agree because yeah, I think they have now hit that stage where like when, when parents go out to buy a console, when grannies, grandparents, whatever, it's PlayStation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's the, the Xbox guys are still on Xbox because they're maybe digital libraries that they don't want to lose and things like that. If you're buying a new console, you go out and buy a PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the figures don't lie, Couchy. Yeah, when when you're up, you know, thirty percent and forty two percent, and and we've seen that the Xbox figures are are, are plateauing in some quarters. They're even down. Yeah. Which you know, when you're when you're down in year three, you have to be worried. Like like let's just say in in a, in a perfect world, PlayStation actually nailed the twenty five million this year. Yeah. The natural progression is is in quarter four. That should drop, but when mm-hmm. you're dropping from twenty five million. That, like, as long as it's where they need it to be, that's not a negative thing. But dropping in year three when you already weren't exactly set in the heather alight last year is a, is a bad place to be. But it's just, it's every quarter, it's just continual. These big, big numbers all the time. Yeah. It's just, yeah. when, when, when is it? Do you know, you don't know. It, it could, the PS5 going up being like a, being like the Switch. I mean, the Switch is, is a juggernaut. Yeah. That, console is still selling like hotcakes i think you're right seven years in there's no yeah i i think i i don't think that playstation want that to end not naturally but it always does end but i think they go well look at the switch we can do that yeah you know know, there's rumors of the playstation pro sorry ben um you know I, i think they're looking at that they don't want to see that year four peak start to come down they want to see the trajectory every year yeah. yeah, I think you're bang on, bang on. I think Couchy's bang on as well because when you were saying that um, it, it, that's the thing people think of as a console, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think what I, I think Xbox is more reactive to the games that are coming out. So if a big game's coming out, it's gonna that's what's spiking purchases. People are looking for Xboxes, or if or if they have more games coming to Game Pass that are first party in the months coming up, then they might see spikes things like that. We're actually seeing the ups and downs on the Xbox side, mm-hmm. but with PlayStation, yep. it's like they've it's like they've hit through the glass ceiling, and now they're just they're, they're just there. That that's their level. They will always be, and and it takes years to kind of come off that level. You need to do something tragic to come off that. I mean, the Xbox had it with the 360 towards yep. the end of that generation. It had hit the clouds, and it was just sat above it. And then it was just rolling. Yep. And then the Xbox One comes along and it, it, Oof, it shits itself. It. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and that it takes something monumental. And I cannot see in this generation anything other than just continual banging. Say, when you said at the end there, Donny, comparing it to the Switch, that is bang on, I think, as well. I, like when you think of a handheld console or that type of console, you, it's the Switch. I mean, they haven't really got any competition in their particular market. But no. Sure. That, but that's what you think of. And in terms of a, the PlayStation is also what you think of. Xbox is that, it's almost that secondary thing. It's, it, and it really is dependent on what's coming to Game Pass or what's yeah. coming from the party, isn't it? The, the avalanche of games that maybe a couple of years ago we were expecting to see that might have helped turn the tide. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not happened. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I do think that'll improve slightly going forward, but I'm still not convinced it's going to be enough to turn it around for Xbox. I I agree, and what will probably happen with this generation? I would have thought, as as I see it playing out, you know, PlayStation does seem like it uh, might be going through a little bit of a lull on its first party, um, mm-hmm. and it and it really cemented that early part of the generation. I imagine it will come back really, really strong at the end of the generation. Yeah, and 
and and I think it's all about timing going into the next gen because I think it'll come back strong and then it's got its rep going into the next gen again. And with the Xbox, it needs to release games and keep them coming right up to the end of the generation. Because if it drops, yep. it's just going to have the same story into the next gen. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, to be fair, just to, to sorry, Kaiji, because it, to, to include something from the sort of part two of this story, I, I won't, I won't read all the blurb because we, we've covered bits. But part of the the PS5 unit sales, as in the hardware sales, is that PS5 sales is up seventy three percent from the first the first thirty one weeks of the year, mm. and they're currently rep, not currently sorry, represents forty seven percent of all home consoles sold this year. At this time last year, it was thirty one percent. So they've currently this year got forty seven percent. Such a, like that's insane. That's that is an that is unbelievable. That's that's the numbers they're kicking, especially when obviously the, you know, the switch is still a juggernaut seller. Yes. So that sixteen percent increase year on year, you know like. Where's the comeback? Yeah, okay, listen, you know, we'll speak about Xbox, you know, you, know, you guys mentioned it, you know, Starfield, I've no doubt will shift units and some of yep. the games next year, I think, will, but at this point, it's too late. Yeah. Because like yeah. Ben, yeah, like you said, like it's not going to, it's not going to suddenly fuck up and slow down. You know, like PlayStation fucked up with the PS3 royally, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then of course Xbox out with the Xbox One, but I don't see that. I think Sony's too switched on now. I don't see that happening. It would yeah. take something unbelievable to make that happen. And I don't know what it is, you know? Yeah, I th- liken yeah. it to like playing fantasy football because, you know, when you start out in the first couple of weeks of the season, everyone's got different teams. And now, and then towards <laughs> the end of the season, everyone's got the same thing and nobody's really yeah. moving much and everyone's, everyone's around the same place. With Sony, they know exactly what's going on. Like Sony and Microsoft, they're getting to the stage now where they know how to market. They know what not to say. They know what to, and it's, it's now just games real. I think it's about games related and you just need to continually be plugging those consistent, First mm-hmm. parties out there. That's how you compete. And if anybody yeah. drops the ball on that stuff, then then that's yeah. that's then you get that rep. Yeah. And that's what Xbox have not been able to shake. I mean, I, I yeah. predominantly play on Xbox. Like that's that's but mm-hmm. it's just that's just how it's kind of shaken out. <laughs> like it's it's yep. not because there's massive first parties that I like to play or I probably prefer the controller, that type of thing. But it's there's no real massive I haven't got any massive affiliation, but this is yeah. It's, this is just real talk. PlayStation just dominate. Like that's just that's just how it is. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, Couchy. You know, Ben mentioned a really good point there about you know um, about games um, and how important first party is. You know, I'm, I'm sure we all remember when Phil Spencer was on Kind of Funny and said, "Oh, you know, games don't really sell systems like they did in, in, in Starfield and Eleven. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, that's what I was kind of alluding to. You know, I, I'm sure his exact words were, "If Starfield and Eleven out of ten, it wouldn't change anything." Like. I found that really defeatist at a time and which obviously, you know, clearly Ben disagrees and, and so do I. I think I've always said this is that a games console has one function and that's mm-hmm. to play games on. Everything else you do with it is a bonus. No one buys a games console to watch Netflix or stream on it. You buy it to play games on it. And if you've got, if you're continually putting out a better and higher quality of game, that has to sell. There's, yeah. there's no two ways. I just found that really defeatist. I mean, what would you, what would you say there? Well, I mean, obviously, me being the outlier here, when I buy a a box to play my games on, that's also for buying OnlyFans accounts. Do you know what I mean? Rather than a console, <laughs> but uh, 
No, it, it's one of those ones, and like I can kind of look at it quite openly. I've had an Xbox, I've had a PlayStation Four, I've got now the PC, and I can ask, jump in and out of both of the best games for both. Xbox needs better games. I mean, this yeah. year, like I, I, I would still try and find myself kind of coming down on Xbox, and that was purely for my love of Forza. That was probably yep. what kept me there through the kind of dry period where I know that I was always going to get a Forza every couple of years. But see, now I'm like, really, and I'm excited for Starfield, but Spider-Man, Ratchet and Clank, all the other, the, the library that PlayStation have put out in the last 10 or so years is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, the, that, yeah, I think that's games, the, the biggest point. Consoles. <laughs> yeah, I think game. I think you're right when you say that, Donny. Games sell consoles. A consistency of games sell consoles. Like if you, yeah. if, I, if I was going to advise anybody buying a console now that oh, I want to get into gaming, blah blah blah, what do you buy? You buy a PlayStation mm-hmm. because yep. and their subscription service has just. The, the, I mean, the, as you just said, Kashi, last ten years. Just look at the last ten years of releases of PlayStation. It's just it's insane, especially for mm-hmm. single player games. Like it, it, it's it's a consistency of games over time, and Xbox need to start proving to the gaming fan base. I think that they can deliver over time. If yeah. they start delivering a big first party release every quarter until the end of this generation, mm-hmm. I think it's a completely different story to next gen. It could be. I mean, that was certainly. I'm sure that was what they said. Uh, a while back, especially when they were kind of launching Game Pass at the start, that was what they wanted to do. But I just this year's kind of sickened me with Red Fail. Uh, do you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. just mm-hmm. and you're like, it's got to change at some point, but it hasn't. And it's been always a case of next year will be your year. <laughs> and do you know what? We're most of the way through 2023, and it's not going to be their year. Yeah, 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 you're right. I know that's the thing. I I remember sitting here almost a year to the date when um after Gamescom and seeing you know everything that Xbox showed, and I remember mm-hmm. sitting there going, "Wow, 2023 is the year of Xbox." <laughs> yeah, and I and I remember saying to Craig, "Was this could be the first year since my 360 that I spent more time." on Xbox and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I know it's a running joke. I know it's a running joke, but I, I also see it's, you know, my, that's my Series X not been turned on this year. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there, so that for me to say that, to go, this will be the first year that I overtake since my 360, is quite something, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? That shift, that shift in narrative in my mind, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's quite sad. Well, I think it was a good uh, point there about uh, Redfall because Redfall has now cast doubt over you know first party games. Every yeah. like when first party games come out, you go like, well, there is a there is a quality to them. I know everyone mm-hmm. raids on Halo Infinite, but Halo Infinite when it came out for those first couple of weeks was fucking awesome. And oh, for that I loved first that. season, it was I put a hundred hours into the multiplayer. Yeah. Fucking, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. It wasn't particularly supported going forwards, and that's what kind of led to its eventual downfall. Now everyone talks about Halo Infinite like it's a load of shite when when actually it's supposed to be relatively decent after the last season or whatever but regardless first party games are supposed to be that quality now redfall it just it just said xbox you can't be trusted and that is such mm-hmm. a massive thing like if sony release a first party game you think that i mean even like days gone or whatever but you you think this is gonna be top top tier yeah yes like that's just it's almost like without without that it is a given that this is gonna be top quality 
Yeah. Xbox released their first part and you go like, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> what are we going to get this thing? Yeah. Exactly. I hope and, so. The thing is, like, yeah, no, that's, that's a great point because, like, again, being on the PC side of things, every single time they announce a PC port of a PlayStation game, I'm like, brilliant. I want it. I'll buy that. Yeah. I'm on it day one. Okay, I've got Game Pass for the kind of PC side of the Xbox, but there's still a lot that slips through the cracks for me that I maybe don't jump on day one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, a second part of the of of the PS5 sales was was during the earnings call. Um, Sony's the, the CEO Hiroki Totoki. He mentioned the fact that you know basically every every region with the with the sale that's on at the moment in PS5 units, every region was basically up, apart from the UK, um, which he, he, actually the quote was it was a bit weak. Europe as a whole was doing well, but you know UK was a bit weak. I was surprised at that. I must admit. Um, I wonder. I mean, do you think there's any reason for that? You thought the UK was a bit weak. It's always been. I think they've always said UK has been quite fifty fifty anyway. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just surprised to hear that that UK was down. Given, I mean, the the, the price at the moment. Um, you can get a PS5 standard edition and a game for £401. The closest bundle on Xbox for Series X with Forza Horizon 5 is £84 more expensive. Um, so I think yeah. maybe they looked at that and went, hmm, we should have done a bit better there. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Because, like, I always feel like I see more PlayStation advertising in the UK than what I do Xbox. I don't really, do you know what I mean? So I'm quite surprised that it's not performing particularly well, or maybe as well as they'd hoped then in Aye, the UK. Yeah, I think it's still doing very well. They're just, it's just, it's just typical expectations, isn't mm. it? These fucking large companies, yes. man. It's never enough, is it? No. You know, it's thirty percent up, but they wanted forty-five. It's that <laughs> sort of thing, you know. What do you reckon to the advertising? <laughs> that I mean, I know they've got that uh, like four hundred pound bundle now, and I think you know that's that's a great price. Obviously, they've taken. Yeah, and down. Um, I I'm always surprised with video game advertising because I don't really see an awful lot of it. Maybe I'm not the target market. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't go on the stuff that advertises it, or I'm not taking it in, yeah. or something like that. Maybe because I'm not looking for one. It's not put in my yeah. put in my face or something. But I don't see it. I wouldn't have known unless we had it as a story on our podcast that it that there was a a reduction in price. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think you you see a lot more PlayStation. To be honest, I can't remember the last time I saw an Xbox advert. I think, Ben, I'm sure we spoke about this in one of your podcasts yeah. in an episode. You know, and like, you know, you watch Champions League football and you see the PlayStation ticker mm-hmm. going around every, well, yep. call it 10 minutes for argument's yep. sake. There was a while PlayStation, PlayStation actually sponsored the either the event or the UK coverage, whatever it was. You think, well, why aren't Xbox doing that? Exactly. You've clearly got the money. Yeah. Like, Champions League football, that is your target market. Clearly, it's working for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So that that demographic must be a gaming demographic if Sony are doing it. I've always yeah. said it. I've always said it. The football, you know, just every football match. Yeah. Just get yep. in there. And I'm, yeah. And, and I'm sure I said to you and, and your listeners that I don't get why on Soccer Saturday, mm-hmm. on Sky Sports News, when you have got so many people watching that, you know, men and women, you know, mm-hmm. these days and in various age groups from 18 to probably 50s. Yeah. I don't get why you don't see an Xbox advert and it starts, boom, Xbox logo. And it shows you this game, this game, this game, yep. this game, this game. And at the end, it says all these games are, quote, free 
with Game Pass for £12 a month. Because I guarantee you right now that if you asked numerous people in the street, they wouldn't know what Game Pass is. 100%. I like just putting a little logo saying Game Pass, but that doesn't mean anything to people. You have to tell them what Game Pass is. is. You show them all that. I know, I know. It's get all this for twelve pound a month, and you go fucking hell. Simple. It's so fucking simple. Like no one does that. I saw an Xbox advert where they got them all years ago. They're all fucking falling from the sky and Master (laughs) Chief. Stop that fucking shit. Stop that. (laughs) Just put it on a black fucking screen. Game Pass, loads of fucking games, twelve quid a month. Boom, done. Next. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need. It sells itself. It sells it's itself. so simple. Yeah. Stop fucking it up. Uh, you would think so. Do you know what I mean? But I know. who knows? Yeah. Here's your, here's your new marketing team right here, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Probably it would be tragic. <laughs> but at least it would be, be, be on Saturday. Yeah, it would be terrible. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be so inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Xbox cancelled in the UK because of three idiots on a podcast. It would be the most basic bitch advertising out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, so now that we've put Xbox's market into height, <laughs> um, <laughs> next up we got some we got some details on some leaks about PlayStation's future in cloud gaming. Um, Tom Henderson, who is a, a pretty famed leaker these days, on his website over on Insider Gaming, he wrote that PS5's cloud streaming beta officially rolled out to some. PS5 users, and whilst we're only able to gather that the streaming will support up to 4K, insider gaming sources have provided us with more information on the streaming architecture. Internally named Project Kronos, the new streaming architecture aims to build a robust PS5 streaming experience that will serve as a major step forward in the company's growth in the ever-growing market. Hmm, there's that ever-growing cloud market. (laughs) It is understood that the development of Kronos began five years ago, but due to the complexity of the PlayStation 5 SSD. While the SSD is very fast in the PS5, it created a new challenge that made it impossible for Sony to develop the infrastructure needed using current technology on the market, things like functionality, latency, etc. This meant that Sony, under the Future Technology Group, designed a completely new network storage solution. The final product is a custom storage server under the codename Kura, which reads up to 5 gigabytes per second with under a millisecond latency. Sources said that Sony will have a total of 28 data setters across 15 metros for the PS5 cloud streaming rollout, while it's plans to fully launch the feature in full year 23. Now, I saw this and went, if this is true, fucking hell, by the way. Um... I appreciate the fact, and I know you guys are going to say, because everyone else is saying, well, you know, streaming infrastructure, 4K, blah, blah, blah. I get that. And I think we can all agree that depending on where you live, especially in the UK, depending on your broadband, getting 4K streaming sounds great in theory. But Mm -hmm. it's a fact that if this is true, and if this is right, and it launches this year... How in the fuck have Sony overtaken the competition in cloud gaming out of nowhere? Like that's this is huge. This is this is bigger than I think people probably appreciate. Because a, a big feature of this that uh, as actually JS Corden wrote about is the fact that under this new streaming service as well that's that's rolling out now in beta, you can also stream games that you own just as and when you want. Mm-hmm. You can't do that on X on XCloud. You can only stream basically Game Pass games. If you buy a game, you can't stream that. 
Mm. And that is a, and of course that's something that was always promised. And Jess Corn's mm-hmm. gone. How, how have Sony managed to do this, but not Xbox? Where, you know, where's the structure they've got? So I think this is, this is really, really interesting. Um, Couchy, obviously you're, you're more into sort of cloud and that than, than probably me and probably Ben is, you know, you seeing this, you know, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Is, I mean, do you see this happening as soon as that? Or, you know, what do you think? Be, be, being honest, no. I can't see it working as well as that that soon. But that's going by my experience currently with streaming, which I've done a fair bit about just because, you know, I like that side of kind of tech stuff. Sure. Yeah. <sighs> Is that more, you think, because of the current infrastructure we're lacking rather than what Sony would be able to provide at the sort of tech side, you could say? I, well, okay, the, the PlayStation 5 SSD must be about to cure cancer or feed, <laughs> feed the poor or whatever because it's... I, it's a, again, all those buds words, and I'm like, but the jump to go from what it is just now, and he give you an idea, I've used xCloud, I've used Luna, I've used pretty much every kind of streaming service available. And to me, the only one that's been any good to do a good bit of proper gaming was Geoforce Now. Mm-hmm. Everything else had its limitations, but even that's not going up to 4K. Right, I was just that was my next question. Yeah, what does G4... So if you're in the UK just now and you've got G4 now, what does that offer you as a as a quality level? So it depends because there's different levels to it. So you can right. get like a, a kind of top end, which I think is essentially just now a 4080. So like one of the best graphics cards you could get. I still don't know if it goes past 1080p, but you can get up to 120 FPS FPS. on a lot of the games. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. Maybe you can go up to even 2K, but I I, I don't think there was a 4K streaming available. Okay. Okay. Um, Ben, I'm going to come to you this because we've we've just spoke about marketing and this is kind of my next take on this now. On our last episode, we had um, we had Alex on and Jamie on, and we we're speaking about VR. But before that, we spoke about the rumors that have that have emerged about the PS5 Pro. And again, mm. it came from Tom Henderson as well. So we've got to take that as not gospel, but I'm on the side it is probably fairly accurate. And according to his sources, the PlayStation 5 Pro will have 8K gaming. Now, Alex asked me the question, ah, but is that really viable? I said, well, today, no. But in two years down the line, you know, TV companies will start filtering the 8K, well, 8K technology into the more affordable bracket, we'll call it. But even still, see, even if it's not, you've got to think about this from a marketing point of view. Put yourself in two years' time as 2025. And you're someone who's maybe now got of age where you no longer have your dad or your brother's hand-me-down console. You're looking to get into gaming or buy your first console. And you look on one side and you see the PlayStation 5 and it's got 8K gaming quality, it's got 4K streaming, and you look at the competition that's barely hitting 4K mm-hmm. and its streaming service is 1080. Mm-hmm. The marketing sells itself. The mess, sorry, the message sells itself. Never mind oh, yeah. the marketing. That is too powerful. That even if even if you can't get 4K streaming because you've got shit broadband, even if you've not got a telly for 8K, it doesn't matter. It's still got it. If you buy a Ferrari, you can't drive at 150 mile an hour on the road, but the car yeah. will do it. Yeah, I, I listened to your last episode where you said that, and I thought mm-hmm. that was bang on. I hadn't heard anyone else really say it like that. It's almost not even about the 8K. It's just about being able to say the 8K. And you mm-hmm. also said um, 
that if you think there isn't a plan for them to be pushing actual Sony TV 8K like TVs out yeah. there at the same time, then 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 you're yeah. you're not thinking it through. So I yeah. think they are they're both fantastic points around that. I think this um this streaming stuff, I think it's all a bit unclear. And I don't know if you guys can clear it up. Um this what they're talking about here and what what specifically what they're talking about here is it's like streaming streaming games to your console and then does that uh, like the xbox does where you can stream things uh rather than download them etc through game Mm -hmm. pass yes when uh, and i don't know enough about the tech side but does that translate to things like project q that they've got coming out does Mm -hmm. that help in terms of taking streaming from the ps5 directly and putting it to another device so well no, yeah, that's that's the question, really. That, that do you do you know whether that whether there's anything in that? Well, we we don't really know that yet because at the yeah. moment, what they've said about the Q light is that it's a remote play only at this at this moment yes. in time. So, but you would like to think that isn't the be all and end all, because in theory, let's say you were streaming, you could you could stream a game from your PS5 via the cloud. But you then have to stream from the PS5 to your remote play yes, device, i.e. Yes. the Q Lite. Mm, so you're double step. streaming. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then if you're doing what I did a few weeks ago when I remote played from Orkney and I was playing Diablo from uh, my backbone, which was great, you're then having to get the ping from your third yeah. location. Yes. So that's getting a bit muddy. But I I cannot I cannot fathom the investment in time they're putting into 28 data centers in 15 locations across the globe to go, nah, it's just remote play streaming. Yeah. Surely yeah. not. Yeah, but yeah. it can't be. Isn't it the other way around? Because doesn't it have to be more re- remote play, something to do with that? Because otherwise, what you're essentially doing is saying somebody can stream to their console rather than downloading something. Yes, they can do that already, but I think it's more a more meaning for the remote play side of things. Like you know, at the moment, you I can't take my phone and go and and go and stream a game that if, if my PlayStation Five isn't turned on, it's not yes, downloaded. Yes, it has to be. So, yes, whereas yeah, with, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. with the Xbox Game Pass app, you can yes, you can do it yes, on the go. Yes. So, but I, that's why I fail to see with all this investment that that's not going to be applicable down the line. Not yeah, this year, maybe yeah. not next year, but by twenty twenty five, really. I I can't see how that's not a thing. Yeah, I can't yeah. see all this investment to limit remote play only. Yeah, I, no. I agree with that. And and the and the tablet thing supposedly should have a capability for an app to be you applied would like to, it, to right? think. So yeah, you'd like to think it's there in the background, just needs to be turned on, doesn't it? With a with a with a patch with an update that, at some yeah. point. That would yeah. seem logical. Anyway, that would yeah. seem yeah seem logical. And and I do I do I play by remote play lot on uh on xbox um yeah it's it comes in handy do you know what i mean yeah Yeah. i i like to play in handheld a lot so i i don't when i'm at home i I need a specific reason but obviously i I work away from home a lot like i said i Mm -hmm. I was in orkney a few weeks ago so i I used my phone and backbone which this is where the 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 q light i think people have been a little bit naive about it It, don't get me wrong depending on the cost it is so yeah i was gonna see that (laughs) but you know I, i was sitting playing diablo which obviously is a online game constantly, streaming that for my PS5 in a hotel in Orkney. Granted, I had to switch it to uh, off a of Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi was a bit muddy. Although the speed was good, it was a bit muddy being in a hotel. So I mm-hmm. used 4G and it worked great. 
it yeah, was good. I could eat, great. and although I didn't join, I didn't join. Uh, there was I had three guys from the clan were on. Although I didn't join their game, I joined the audio chat, and it was mm-hmm. perfect. So really? there's no latency in the audio. That is so good. I was playing along, mm, playing yeah. Diablo from Hotel in Orkney. So remote play is really good, and I yeah. think if Sony don't do what Sony do best and rip the arse out the price, the Q Light could actually sell better than people think. Oh man, I'm all in. Is, I'm all yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, but that's another thing. We speak about, you know, we slagged off Xbox's marketing. Sony's marketing of remote play is shocking because, like me, I didn't know until about three months ago that remote play doesn't just be, doesn't just have to be played in your house. It yeah. literally can be played yeah. anywhere. I didn't know that. But they I don't, didn't know that. I know. They don't. Uh, what are they doing? Why <laughs> don't you tell that? people this, you I fucking used, idiots? I used the fucking thing. <laughs> I, I didn't know it. Yes, yeah. it can be used anywhere. So they need to market that better. Yeah, Fuck, we're slagging off yeah. Xbox. Yeah, Fuck like, you, Jim Ryan. Yeah, because Project Q, <laughs> when that got all announced, and then people were like, "Oh, can this be used that size?" And thinking, "Nah, that can. It's it's just in your house." Mm. Or, no, no, it should no, no, it should be. You just connect it, and then somebody put the step by step in. I was like, "Oh, f- fucking hell!" All right, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Yep. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only downside to the Project Q or Q Light, if if you do go remotely, literally, is that. With my, like I've just said, with my phone, I had the luxury of turning Wi-Fi off and running it on 4G. Yeah. But with the Q Lite, you won't because mm. it's not going to obviously have have um, have uh, data applicable. It's going to be Wi-Fi only. That's the only thing. I'll put it, put again, it your phone, you know, though. You hotspot your phone. You can hotspot your phone. Yeah, depending on on, on what service you got. Yeah, so that's, that's re- one way re- to do it as well. I'm going to want <laughs> unlimited data for that. <laughs> yeah. Aye, which do I do have phone. to be fair. Do it on the work phone. Do it on the work phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. With my two gig limit. <laughs> 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 cool. Well, moving on to to streaming, I've 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 a uh, nice segue in this here to uh, to Netflix. Uh, Netflix has made its next move into the world of gaming by launching an iOS game controller app, suggesting plans for a cloud gaming service are taking shape. The Netflix game controller app will let will let subscribers play games on their TV using a game pass a game pad interface. According to The Verge, launching a game through the app prompts users to connect a device, but currently displays Netflix games on TV are in beta, with potential device support limitations. Last October, Netflix announced it was seriously exploring its own cloud gaming service. Mike Verdu, VP of Netflix Gaming, said the streaming service is, quote, going to approach this the same way we did with mobile, which is start small, be humble, be thoughtful, and then build it out. Listeners may also remember Netflix have recently made some big hirings for the Netflix game for the Netflix gaming division, including hiring Halo and Destiny veteran Joe Staten and God of War at art director Raf Grissetti. Um, the, the thought of of using my phone as a gamepad absolutely horrifies me. Oh, that's um, terrible! And I cannot fathom any gamer wanting to do this in the slightest. <laughs> this will appeal to probably about six people, um, who of which have never played a game in their life. I, Ben, I mean, you're you're a stickler for for that for a controller because you, you you don't rate the dual sense, so um, you'll probably like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this sounds a bit naff, right? Right. It, right. So I think. Yes, absolutely, it should. Yeah. But the the one problem with Netflix or with an inbuilt Game Pass app or anything on your TV and to gaming, the one problem is that you have to get a controller. That's the yeah. one thing they're trying to overcome. And I know a lot of us, we already have games. We 
have controllers, we can connect it, whatever. But that is just the last stumbling block. They're at least trying to make some kind of inroad. And the people that they're aiming this particular thing at, that to, to overcome that problem, it's get them playing on their phone or an app, then they'll like it a lot, they'll go and buy a controller. Yeah, you yeah, just need to. It's that, yeah, it's it's just that little step. You're just giving them a step up to l- allow people to try before they buy. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny. Like again, going back into that, that I have done a f- good bit of kind of uh, sh- streaming via XCloud or whatever, and everything's got their own touchpad. There are games out there that you can use your phone for, like, and funnily enough, I think Netflix. Did they not have Oxen Free too? Yeah, they do. Yeah, that would be perfect for it. And that is the type of game that it would work well with. Yes. Because it's not about quick movements. It's not about things like that. Or even, it's very much a experience, a story game. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, it's also, it's also showing everyone that, do you know what? We're serious. We're not just hiring big mm-hmm. names. We we are serious about this. Yeah. You know, they 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 see the potential. Um so I think it's also making a statement. But to be honest with you, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that's great points in both years, and I, I think you're right. It's it's that here's the here's the app. Now go and spend thirty pound, forty pound on, yeah. on something. Cause because am I right in saying Luna's got a controller, hasn't it? Yeah. Obviously Stadia did. Yep. Um yeah, so, but obviously, rest in peace, Stadia. <laughs> you can still use your Stadia controller. They did yeah. release Bluetooth drivers for it before they, did, they shut yeah. down. They did, which was a surprise. Mm. Yep. What heroes yeah. they did! I know. Yeah, I know. Given a bit of good service before <laughs> yeah, going well. pits up, you know. I wasn't. I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't too familiar with Stadia uh, in terms of what it did. I wasn't really interested, but obviously, just just a quick sort of um, go back to what we're talking about with with streaming. But by all accounts, Couchy, am I right in saying that the Stadia service, in terms of the technology, was like shit hot? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I I used it on a holiday, maybe a couple of years ago, I think, when I was of ages, because. You know how obviously I'm subscription king. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I have <laughs> in, in many ways, listeners uh, yeah, yeah. in many ways. <laughs> yeah, let, let's not go back there to that joke again. <laughs> uh, but because I've got Ubisoft Plus since it pretty much started, they're mm-hmm. very keen on. They gave but me kids made all of the Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they they let me access the games through obviously now Xbox Luna. But you could also access the Ubisoft games through Stadia. So I was playing Assassin's ah, Creed and it was pretty good. Ah, right, ah. yes. Yes, of course. I forget that. Uh, do you know what I mean? So no, Stadia was... It was more how Stadia worked behind the scenes, i.e. they wanted you to buy the games. See if they'd sold it as a subscription, it would have worked. Yes. Mm. Everyone said that. That's that. That's the one thing everyone said. 100%. Is that's what, that's what let it down. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was the main Well Couchy Couchy, to be fair, mate, you've you've done me a turn there because you've segued me nicely into our second last story, which is great news for Assassin's Creed fans, which is clearly you, Mr. Ubisoft Plus Man, yes. but also myself <laughs> as well. Because this week it's been announced that Assassin's Creed Mirage not only has gone gold, gold, but the release date has been brought forward. 
Previously scheduled to be released on October the 12th, the game will now be available for PlayStation, PC and Xbox consoles on October 5th, a cool week earlier, and most likely conveniently get in as fuck away from Spider-Man 2 as possible, <laughs> yeah. which releases on PS5 October 20th. Mirage's development is being led by Ubisoft Bordeaux, the studio behind the Wrath of Druids expansion for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Build as a lo- build as a love letter to the original Assassin's Creed. Gameplay is focused on parkour, stealth, and assassinations, marking a return to the action adventure style of games pr- released prior to the more expansive RPG style series entries Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. And just to tag on here as well, obviously today as we're recording, Alan Wake Two has been delayed by a week. Also going. Get the fuck away from Spider-Man <laughs> 2. So, um, <laughs> listen, great news. The game's gone gold. I am buzzing for this. I know Craig, this is his. This is now his most anticipated game this year. So Craig is buzzing for it. Couch, you clearly are as well. You know, yes. Ben, are, are, you, are you all over Mirage? Oh, I haven't really heard you speaking about it much. I will no doubt be dipping in. <laughs> the FOMO. <laughs> I More have later. <laughs> very little interest, but I will no doubt be... <laughs> love it now this is good news because um, yeah. I'm excited for this I've said this in the past that I know it's funny because people people recently were quite critical of the, the original Assassin's Creed I still think of that game so fondly mm-hmm. uh, don't get me wrong I loved I loved sequel I loved Ezio's story but that first Assassin's Creed was so groundbreaking I think people forget just how good that game was mm-hmm. um, and I've often wanted a return to that original, even remake the original one. I've said that numerous times. And this kind of looks as though it's what I've got. It's it's the best of both worlds. It's what I'm going to get. I'm clearly not going to get uh, a remake of Altair's story, but this looks to be the next best thing. So I'm excited for it. And, uh, and a week earlier is good because... If it is going to be 30 hours, potentially a 50-hour platinum, that's nice time leading into the launch of Spider-Man 2, giving most of us an extra week. So, can I complain? Very good on the timings, isn't it? Yes. 200 IQ. Because it's getting... Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's getting between September the 2nd and the end of October. It is... Packed. Awful! It's yeah. awful. First world problems. It's crazy. It's mental. It's it's crazy uh, time. What does I know, I know I know obviously know what gone gold means, but what does it mean nowadays? Like it used to mean that it was literally gone gold. As in, I, I believe they used to actually print a gold disc, and that was your master copy. So that's what they used to to record all your all your copies went into boxes off their gold master disc. Yeah. Now it's a term just to mean the game is ready too too long it's in a state where you can basically play it does um, it mean that or does it mean it's in the state we are going to print for disc no it's now used more of the game is finished so right. anything after this is a day one patch the game it, yes. don't get me wrong it's, yeah. it's still going to launch because obviously you still you can still buy physical believe it or not um it still means that that is the that is the gold copy that is what would be that will be made yeah. not obviously anymore obviously it's not actually a gold disc anymore but that what we've got today is what will be printed onto disc and what will be uploaded to servers granted with a day one patch well so ooh. it still means the game is ready what does what i'm saying is there are games that get released which are physical, which cannot mm-hmm. be played without the patch. Yes. So yes. do those games not go gold? Yes, because it still means now the game is ready. And in, in, in what respect, how you buy the game is irrelevant to the actual core of the game being ready. Yeah, so what, what I'm saying is Gone Gold means 
they've got it to the stage that what's going to be on the disc is on the disc. But sometimes it's like download required. Yes. So if a download is required, you can't play the game without the download. But this game had to go gold. So gone gold just means we've arbitrarily decided there is a point at which we are saying that is the limit that's going on the li- uh, on the disc. Yeah. So gone gold yeah. now has no meaning whatsoever, is what I'm saying. Correct. Other than the fact that they are telling you the game is ready. It's, it's finished. The game is finished. So it will release when they say it will, effectively. Yeah. Hence why everyone, everyone last week, all this bullshit about, oh, Starfield's not going gold yet. And, oh, you know, like, you do yeah. realize that not every community manager that has a Twitter account has to tell you their game's gone gold, right? Well, I don't yeah. think people like that. All that furor last week was pathetic. Because yeah. presumably, Starfield's not gone gold yet. And, who cares? Oh, yeah. God, man. But presumably, oh. it's about the coordination of the operations. Like, they need to get discs in different countries. They need to set all that. So, that's mm-hmm. what the Gong Gold process is more about. Yes. They don't need to tell you <laughs> with their, I know, their operations. But, you, no, but according to Twitter, oh, we have to be told these days, yeah. apparently. There's three weeks to go. It's not Gong Gold yet. It's being delayed. It's being delayed. <laughs> Fuck off, man, honestly. <laughs> It really so doesn't tired. stand for much nowadays, though. Because was it no was it no cyberpunk that went gold and then still got delayed? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not like, alone there. There you nah. go. Or or they go gold and they are in a shit state, as as, as many games yeah. are, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's that's the thing. You you take gone gold with a pinch of salt, unless it's someone that you trust. Well, you kind of yeah. take it with a pinch of salt yeah, as well. If somebody's don't announcing you, so. it, then they're kind of using it in more of the old fashioned. If if somebody says. Like, Mirage has gone gold. That would mean, okay, well, then it is probably in that playable finished state. Other games yes. would theoretically go gold, but they don't announce it because <clears throat> they're still working don't have to. the shit on it. To, to well, they just, they just they just don't have to tell us it's well, gone yeah. gold. You know, like, be- but, before but the days of, of Twitter, a, you didn't know a game went gold. It's more of somebody, it's somebody's announcing it. It's almost like a, a pride thing or a, yes. or a saying it because they feel like they have to from maybe a marketing perspective or yeah. from a fan base perspective or something like that. That's, I think yes. it ties into the marketing side of it as well. And again, as Donnie said, you don't get a gold announcement on every single game, but certainly some of your bigger games, you know, it's that kind of wee, here's the Twitter moment. Do you know what I mean? For everyone to yeah, start getting yeah, excited yeah. that the game's coming. Yes. I think that it's, it's a fair side of that now. Yeah, big style. Yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 And Couch, I never asked you, I mean, presumably you, you have Ubisoft Plus, so Mirage, you're all in. Yes, day one. Yeah. Uh, day totally. one, baby. <laughs> day, day one. Ubisoft are back. Ubisoft are back, baby. <laughs> so, Kelsey, no. what does that mean? That, what does that mean? That do you get do you get it on day one through the service? Yes. That, oh, so lovely. there is a, a an app essentially that I log into, and not only will I get that, if there is any fancy deluxe editions, I will get all the additional costumes and anything like that because oh. you get the deluxe edition of every single game. Oh. That almost makes no. Oh, Ben's. Ooh, so, yeah. do you, do you, can, can you get that for like a month and then? Yes, uh, I, and that'll work across. As I said, now I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so you could do that across Xbox uh, as well as PC because I think now all the games are on Xbox. It's certainly on, where it's Ubisoft just before I get on, rid of me. on Xbox. Is it? Yes. yes. Fuck, mind blown. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could, you could, you can abuse that like you can with Game Pass. Yeah, oh, that me, changes me, everything. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I think me and Donny said that, that like, and again, showing up what I actually subscribe to, I've got EA Play Pro on PC, and again, yes. it's like, see, this year, I haven't really bought any games outside the PC mm-hmm. ports for the PlayStation stuff. Everything else has been on a subscription service for me. Uh, am I saying that, am I right in saying that that one is not on console, though? So, like, Jedi Survivor... So not the pro version, there's the standard version, yes. but with the standard version, you don't get all you the game, but, games day one. But you got Jedi Survivor, presumably, yep. through PC. Jedi Survivor, yeah. uh, the, new, the new FIFA, the new Madden, fucking yeah, I've got Madden downloaded, and I'll be playing Immortals of Avium next, oh, yeah. Yeah, in just keep, a couple of days. You can keep that one to yourself, but... Oh, <laughs> oh low key burn there, you know. <laughs> Free game. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Good. Okay. Good. And lastly, for the news, listen, a bit of good news on obviously what was really sad news this year. And that is veteran voice actor Keith David will succeed the late Lance Reddick as the voice of Commander Zavala in Destiny's. Sorry, in Destiny, Bungie has announced. Reddick, who voiced the character since the game's inception, sadly passed away at his home in LA in March at the age of 60. Now the studio has announced its plans to continue the character in Lance's absence. The passion and professionalism Lance brought to the role over the last decade was unmistakable and loved by all, wrote Bungie in a blog post announcing the news. Lance's iconic voice led us through the most intense moments in Destiny's history and his impact on our Guardians, our community and Bungie as a whole will never be forgotten. Commander Savala has been central to the story and we've been telling since the original Destiny and we have plans to continue his journey. Speaking on the change, Keith David said, I'm honoured to continue the great work of Lance Reddick as Zavala. Lance captured the character's sense of integrity so wonderfully. It's my intention to continue that work. David is perhaps best known for his work in the Halo franchise, where he played the Arbiter. David also appeared as Julius Little in Saints Row and Saints Row 2. In Saints Row 4, he appeared as Keith David himself. Um, yeah, listen, obviously, there's some really sad... It's one of these things, I don't tend to get too too sad or, or when, when celebs die, I don't know them, but this was a really sad... Um, yeah. You know, Lance Reddick has been a big part of not just gaming, but, you know, his face in, in numerous mm-hmm. TV shows and movies. Um, so this is great. I think, you know, that they've got a really great replacement who's going to be extremely respectful to to Lance's family and the character. So love that, I must admit. Still no word yet, obviously, on where we're going to go with Horizon. I'm really <clears> sad for the next Horizon that it's not going to be Lance's voice. But listen, you know, you guys, there's maybe not too much to say on this. I just kind of wanted to add it in because I just thought it was a, it was a nice, um, nice, a nice bit of sort of story there. Because like I said, really sad what happened with Lance. So yeah, yeah, totally agree. If, yeah. When I'd seen that you popped us in the news though. For anyone that hasn't experienced it, please go and play Saints Row 4 and experience Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith David. The interactions that they have are some of the funniest things you will ever see in your entire life. That's a wrestler from many, many moons ago and Keith David, and it's just wonderful. Ah, good. Good. I didn't actually realise that, see, if you go and look at his credits, he has done hundreds of voice across like TV mm-hmm. like I didn't realise because I, I actually remember him from 40 years ago in John Carpenter's The Thing he's in that I remember him wow. from that he played uh, he played uh, was it Preacher and he's called I remember him from that he's very very young yeah. um, and you know we've seen it, you've seen his face numerous times in, yep. in, in, uh, in, in programs and in movies but he's done so much voice work I didn't actually realise that so yeah yeah I don't have anything really to add. Like you said, it's, it's nothing not one, to add, it's nothing yeah, needed, no. nothing really needed. No. But yeah, it's uh, just, um, I'm sure he'll do a great job. And the community will accept him in, won't they? 
I they, think so. You know, yeah. It's one of those. Definitely. Cool. All right, guys. Listen, moving on to what I've called the campfire chat. Yes, I stole that from Budgie, Jamie. Just leave me alone, okay? <laughs> the campfire chat. I just kind of wanted to do something a little bit different than a feature all the time. Um, and just anything you wanted to get off your chest or you wanted to talk about, just good. It could be quick. It could be long. You know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. But I kind of wanted to kick things off. And I want to talk about... And Ben, I didn't get you here on purpose for this, I promise. <laughs> but it's something that I am so bad for, and that is suffering from FOMO in gaming. And uh, Jamie actually, he uh, he wrote in himself and he said, uh, FOMO impulse buying doesn't so much affect my choices other than if two or three games are coming out, I'll end up bashing them on a credit card and dealing with the repercussions later. It can lead me to first world issues like gaming anxiety. <laughs> and he says, where the fuck am I going to find the time to play all these games I've just spunked all this cash on? Nice direct quote there. Um, you know, see as I've gotten older this is something I've found myself really struggling with more and more is, is the FOMO of, of missing out but what I would say as a positive is the FOMO has actually allowed me to branch out my horizons like I used to be a stickler for basically just playing third person action adventure type games even going back years ago I think back to you I mentioned the original Assassin's Creed and you know, I never used to touch first-person shooters. I never used. To, I would never have touched a game like Diablo Four. But I mean, there's, there's me over two hundred hours in that game. You know, and, and yeah. I and I and I play an array of first-person shooters. You know, I played Modern Warfare Two last year. You know, I've I've, I've played things that I really enjoyed Far Cry Five and Six. So the FOMO for me is not always a bad thing. But Ben, listen, I know you are you are just like me on this, man. You love a bit of FOMO. Yeah, the thing is, I. I have been really, really bad for it over the last couple of years. Like, I will be not getting a game, not getting a game, not getting a game, and then it comes out, and the morning I'm driving at nine o'clock to buy that game. Um, <laughs> that, it, it's almost like it's written, and I have an embarrassment when I say to my girlfriend, oh, I'm I'm just driving to get... And she goes, all oh, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, that's, just, that's just how it is. Um, I have been so much better for it recently i've been because i felt like i was just wasting a lot of money because i i went for a stage of just not completing a lot of games yeah. like yeah. of just and being like i need to experience the game and then when i've had my fill i kind of go oh there we go and i pop it on the shelf and and i don't i don't i used to um i used to trade in games a lot so I used to buy and trade mm. all the time. And so I used to see it as like almost renting a game for like 10, 15 quid. If you do it quick enough, you maybe complete it or you don't complete it, you move it on. And you're like, it's not so impactful. But when it came to COVID, and then you're just buying games left, right and centre, yeah. and I wasn't trading them in. Yeah, I mean, it's a money sink, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's an absolute pit. Um. So, so yeah, I, I used to even have like a gaming allowance like in in the month where I go like right, I've set this money aside. That's my money, and it's some fucking ungodly amount more than I'd spend yeah. on fucking food because <laughs> that's oh. that's what I'm spending on games. But, you gotta do yeah. what you gotta do, man. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I'm I'm a bit better now though. I I I think. But I've, oh I, really? No, really? Well, I said about Spider Man too. It's like nah, I don't want that shit. And then it's like I know I will. I know I will. I know I will. One. Fucking pre-order yeah. it, won't I? <laughs> yeah, you will. Deluxe edition as well, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I looked at Armour Core, I was like, is there a is there a special edition I can buy this? <laughs> That's how to get you in. <laughs> Fucking That's idiot. It. That's it. 
Well, but, I mean, Couchy, I mean, I've never obviously we make jokes in the Discord, but you know, does foam, does foam will get you, or have you got more restraint than than we have? <sighs> See, because I've subscribed to everything, I've, I've not really missed <laughs> out on much recently, and what I kind of yeah. do want to buy, I, I get FOMO in gaming for tech. See PC parts and bits and bobs like that. That's when I and I make purchases that I probably shouldn't. But right. in terms of gaming, eh, I'm trying to think. No, I like to try and lay it out. And as I said, that the subscription services have because I'm like looking at going. So what have I got coming up? Alan Wake Two is like one of the only games that I'll need to buy because I'll get Starfield yeah. on Game Pass. I'll get Forza on Game Pass. Do you know what I mean? And like the, the, the added games that I'd mentioned, like even like EA and then Assassin's Creed on Ubisoft. Yeah. And because of the way it's done with your, I don't notice, let's say if they're all £12 a month and I'm subscribed to four, it's like £48, but that's one game a month. Yeah. You know, it, and I don't notice it that same way. And I know yeah. that I've got incredibly large numbers of games behind that. Just going out. If that's only really if you're talking about like the kind of new stuff, there's obviously the back catalogs and all these services. So, no, I don't, I don't think I'm too bad, but uh, yeah, buying PC parts is probably my full on gaming. <laughs> I, I also think that recently we haven't had, it's almost like, am I right in thinking there's been like a bit of a, there's been, there's been big games, but not like one after another. We're now coming up to like two months of fucking solid. Game after game after game after game. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm gonna. My bank account's gonna take such a hit. It's just not. It's not gonna be able to cope. I'm never gonna financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Carol Baskin. Um, yeah, I mean September and October. There's, there's potentially three game of the year conversations mm-hmm. in September and October. If if we obviously include Baldur's Gate three as well. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's quite insane. I mean, Couchy, coming on to kind of one of one of your kind of uh, first talk points, you you mentioned about your your FOMO for for PC gaming parts. You kind of want to talk about kind of this sort of you know some of the PC ports that have been recently, and you were kind of asking the question about you know PlayStation vo- in, involvement in that. Yeah, so obviously you know they kind of said that they were going to look to advance quite far into that and maybe expand in the PC kind of world. So it's just that kind of I'm going. What do you think comes next for them? Obviously this year. We've had The Last of Us, which was horrible at launch, but then now is actually in a pretty good state, to be honest. I did jump in recently, and it's a wonderful-looking game. I really, really enjoyed it. I was glad to kind of get it on PC. It was just a shame it launched with so many issues. And obviously then Ratchet & Clank just recently as well. But what what do you see? Like, they haven't really announced anything. You know, they spoke about, like, maybe, you know, in two years' time, three years' time. Well, I'm like, we're fast approaching Horizon Forbidden West being two years old. There's no announcement yet. So it was just to see what you guys maybe thought. I, th- I think they have to start developing almost like a consistent expectation schedule, don't they? Um, they, they are, they're pushing the PC side a lot. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for that launcher. Like, yeah. That's going to, I think that will change the game slightly. I think if they come out with, a launcher and a perceived kind of schedule of how they're going to do things going forwards mm-hmm. and they come out with Forbidden West, boom, there on the launcher. I think that's... And it might actually be a good thing that it's gone a bit quiet because it might be that they're plotting something. I think that's something great that they could be announcing coming up. They have... They may not have games coming out. They've got Spider-Man 2, big, mm-hmm. massive, huge game. After that, I don't know, but they may not have a lot. Things like this 
a real sweetness on the whole yeah. thing. The ecosystem is developing. They got the Project Q coming out. They have the PC side. They have a launcher come out. They move everything over. You know, they could really be creating something. Uh, I think that's the way they should go anyway. Yeah, I think that's a good chat. I mean, I don't know too much about launchers and how they work. You know, obviously I know that Epic's got a launcher and Sony obviously opened shares in that. Was there something they can do there? I don't know, but I, I think, yeah, no, I know. I think, Ben, you're right about having a sort of consistency about, you know, when they're going to release these PlayStation 5 exclusives onto PC. You know, is it going to be 18 months? Is it going to be two years? Are they just going to wing it? Um, the only thing that uh, I think that we can all agree on is they just need to make sure that Nixes do every single one of them because um, oh, yeah. clearly, no, yeah. clearly no one else can be trusted, you know? Yeah, that was <laughs> honestly so depressing. And as I think I remember saying to you at the time with The Last of Us, Donnie, see my first like eight, nine hours? They were great. And yeah. then it just fell apart on its arse. But no, I'm certainly, you know, I mean, excited to see what's going to come next. I'm kind of Fingers crossed that we're finally going to get a confirmation of a Ghost of Tsushima uh, PC port. I th- mm. think that will be the next big one. I th- and that's and that is perfect for PC. I I would be shocked not to see that before anything else. It would look amazing. That mm. it would. that game on that game still looks incredible. Looks amazing. Uh, yeah. It looks amazing on base PS4. Never mind PS5. Yeah, I only played that's it on PS5 actually. Incredible. So yeah, if it, I, I'm sure it does look incredible on PS4. Like. Yeah, again, fucking the Sony single player games just look. It, yeah, it's amazing how their PS4 games look better than almost every next gen mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah, just it's uh, some of it's fucking wizardry, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that opening time scene. Time to be alive. That opening scene of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like that opening whole set. I was just wowed by it it's just like jesus this is insane yeah mm. yeah and then the rest of the game just some of the i mean little things like just walking through fields you're just like yeah. this is fucking gorgeous yeah, yeah. fields you know yeah. um, every time i see yeah. someone share something on twitter it does i get fomo pretty FOMO. much you know <laughs> there's the fomo <laughs> but there is this whole market like you couch it like the the pc market there are people that you know they haven't they haven't got the play, but they want all these games and they'll buy them. Yeah. They'll get them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And, and, and we will come to that with Couchy's last point. That will be, um, yes. Yeah. So hold that thought. Hold that train yep. of thought yep. a little while longer, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to also, I want to talk about a little game that, that's out just now. You, you've maybe heard of it. It's called uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, Not out of it. Nah, me neither, mate. You know, just the, uh, the, the, the FOMO, the, the FOMO's got us. No, listen, I scoffed at this game a few months ago. I went, fuck that. I literally <laughs> scoffed at this game, went fucking virgin territory, that thing. And, Jesus. <laughs> and since then, yeah, 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 oh yeah, I went to town on it. And then, and even that's, that's with me being the fucking turn-based purist that I am as well, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And then, since then, seeing more and more and more and going, what is this game? Like, Everyone can't be wrong here, and and I've spent the last couple of weeks watching videos on like build guides, on classes, on intro, on sort of beginners tips, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like this this is insane, you know? Yeah. Um, and and just to kind of read out, just I, mean, I know I know scores aren't everything, and a lot of people scores they don't care about, but just where this game is at the moment, as as obviously we're, we're recording, the open critic score is a ninety seven. 
but now based on 53 reviews so it's a good sample size at 53 mm, oh, you know? that's huge. No, it, was, it was yeah it was 97 with like six reviews that's it was nothing. It's now it was yeah 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 metacritic is 96 48 reviews it's got a 92 user score on metacritic based on seven and a half thousand reviews and it's got a 94 positive on steam with 177,000 people saying that Mm. like this is mad like like people people kind of spoke about like like Elden Ring kind of being this this monumental game that no one expected to be great. Everyone expects Starfield to be great. Everyone expects Spider-Man 2 to be great. Mm-hmm. Like this is like came at a total left field. And you know it's great that it's a, a timed PlayStation exclusive. But hey, he couldn't oh, help himself no. getting that in. <laughs> he couldn't help himself dropping that in. Um Ben, you've been playing it. Yeah. I know the FOMO got you, baby. Yeah. Um, it did. Tell us, tell us, tell us. How many? How many? Because on Monday you were twelve hours in. Yeah, I'm sixteen so tell, hours. I, I'm sixteen hours as as of now. Haven't been able to play so much. Um, okay. So what's kind of what's kind of your early impressions been? In, and did you play any of them before? Did, no. Did you have any experience going in? No, I had no experience going in. Um, Eddie's talked about them before. Baldur's Gate one and two. He loved the previous Baldur's Gates, so he was always praising them a lot. Obviously, with the new developer. Uh, with Larian and their Divinity background. Um, Pete was a big fan of Divinity, and he says that that's translated well into into this game. So, you know, yeah. they're massive, massive pedigree. I um, What I do think is that they've... I don't know whether this is by design or otherwise, the fact that this has been delayed, a delayed release from the PC to the PlayStation is fucking brilliant for them. It's yeah. absolutely <clears throat> fantastic, because... I, if I didn't know this game was great, I, it took a week or so before I could actually play it. So after it released, I didn't, I didn't play it for the first week and a half or so. Um, obviously I bought it, <laughs> but, I, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't, didn't play it. Um, if it wasn't so highly rated and everyone saying it's incredible, it's incredible, it's incredible, mm-hmm. I would have sacked it off after about five hours. And I think Sorry. if it had been released at the same time on PlayStation that, I think there would have been a lot of other console players who are pure console gamers who would have probably thought the same as me. And I don't think they would ever have that impression going forward. So I think people buying it now will be all in because they know every man and his dog has said this is the fucking best game in the world. Yeah. So this yep. is going to be insane. You're going in with such you know, it's such high expectations. And even if you think, oh, this is a bit boring. You go, no, 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 I'm just wrong. I'm just wrong. This is going to be fucking amazing. And and it will mm-hmm. get there. Like, it took me nearly 10 hours, I think. Probably eight hours, five to, five to 10 hours, something like that, before I went, I really want to play. I turned it off and I'd be like, ah, let's go back in. I want to play more <laughs> of this game. Um, so did, But I, I do think, it's 16 hours in, I have done nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> like, it's... No. I I am so... Like when you talk, Donnie, when you said about builds and stuff like that, I have approached this in a sense of I I, I look things up online because I enjoy doing that stuff. Of, oh, what does this mean? What does that? But I have not approached any builds or I have not uh, gone back and re-rolled decisions or anything. Like that. I've just gone my playthrough. I'm going to play through and see how far I can get and how long I can get through. Um, just trying to do what I can, uh, tr- trying to do what I could do. And at the start of the game, I was trying to brute force it. 
a lot. Mm. Um, but it's it's tough. It is a hard game. Uh, the combat is hard. I prefer the out of combat so much more to the in combat because the out of combat is like the storytelling aspect of it is fantastic. It really, really is. Like illusion or not, it seems like there are massive branching paths that just span in all these different directions. You can do, do and say these whole different things and everything kind of matters. Everything seems to have some kind of outcome. Um, and from that respect, it is Dungeons and Dragons. That's the the massive link. And that, that is what it's supposed to represent and, and, and be. Um, and I, I think this game is as deep as you want it to be. Like it's all there. Um, someone like me is probably a bit of a hybrid. I'm not quite surface level and I'm not balls in balls deep, you know, I'm, I'm kind (laughs) of hybriding and some things I like to go into, some things I, don't but i don't want it to get i'm just hoping that it doesn't get too tough and it expects too much from you as you go through mm-hmm. um yeah it's funny you brought that up because that's that's the one comment that i've seen is that it's difficult oh, um yeah. i've seen a lot of people saying that they've they've had to switch it to easy mode yes uh, I, th- I think it's more you know looking at it i think it's more people who have who have jumped in as newbies they're maybe experiencing the, the difficulty with. I think people who maybe played, probably you you mentioned um, what was it? Sorry, what the previous games? Divinity. Uh, Divinity. Yeah, D- they were Divinity. Yeah. They developed um, original sin. Original sin. Yeah, I think if you were experienced with those, you probably wouldn't be finding the difficult maybe as big a hurdle. Yeah. 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 So I think you know, like when when I when I get it and when I play it. I think I'm going to start it on normal because I like starting games on normal. I, I, I'm, I'm not averse to putting games in easy mode. Um, God knows I did that with the Valkyrie Queen and uh, God of War 2018. <laughs> yes. I have no shame. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I always want to try in normal mode uh, as best I can. I did, and then, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then usually what happens to me is my patience runs out because I've got no fucking patience at all. And yep. I drop the difficulty. Um, but I'm determined to go, do you know what? I'm a complete, I'm a complete novice to this. Again, going back to what I said about FOMO, about, you know, like broadening my horizons. So wanting to really get into this game because not the, all these people cannot be wrong. No, they can't. No. And, no. No, and, and that's a thing. Um, Couchy, I mean, I've not, you know, what about you? Is this something you're not interested in at all? Or you've been a PC game. I thought you might have liked this because obviously I look at this game and, it, and it's what I think of a traditional PC game as because it obviously it's got that isometric um, look and feel, albeit on console, it's going to be a bit more 3D. Um, are you interested at all? Are you wanting to jump in? Can I, where are you on, on Baldur's Gate? I'll be honest and say it hasn't grabbed me, but even seeing all the feedback online, that everyone's saying has made me go, is this something I should try? I right? think the issue, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's that kind of way where I, and I'm like sitting here and I'm going, you could literally be playing this game that everyone is saying is absolutely wonderful, but I just, I, I, I'm really worried that I wouldn't do it justice. I'm kind of yeah. hearing mm-hmm. all the things that you're saying and basically, and I'm just like, I don't know if it's my type of thing, but yeah. I'll never say never. Yeah, that's where I'm at, Couchy. That's that's where I'm at with it because if if I'm honest, like I, from what I'm imagining, Starfield is going to be. I'm, I will mm-hmm. enjoy Starfield more than this. Um, I am having an excellent time with this. I think the storytelling mm-hmm. 
is great and I am playing it on Steam Deck and I'm enjoying having something playing it natively on Steam Deck. Yeah. Um and it and it's a treat. But I I don't know. I, I am finding it hard. I think it's very, very good and I'm enjoying it. And I think everyone can't be wrong. And I'm only 16 hours in and I feel like I've barely touched the surface. I'm finding mm. it very hard to reconcile a 97 Metacritic. But. Oh, do you know what? Oh, you bitch. You bitch. Because you said that on your podcast and I went, fuck you, Ben. You t- you try to justify <laughs> Elden Ring being 97. You oh. dirty bastard. Well, Donnie, Donnie. You dirty if, bastard. If you're, if you're looking, <laughs> you, you were complaining about graphics on Elden Ring. If you saw my Steam Deck, <laughs> you'd be like, oh my yeah. days. But I don't but think. Is that not a Steam Deck look, issue, isn't it? I, I think it. I think this will look wonderful on the PS5, I think. For PC version, mm-hmm. it probably looks wonderful as well. It's not a representation of... Uh, I'm playing it on Steam Deck, and that was my yeah. choice because I I know that if I got this next month, I wouldn't be able to play it. Like, there's yeah. too many other things. I needed to get it this month, so I play it on Steam Deck. That, and that's on me. Um, I don't think it looks particularly good. Uh, the cutscenes look nice, and, and when it's zoomed in on character and stuff, looks looks nice in those in those like dialogue sequences. But, um, but yeah, other than, other than that, it looks pretty wank. Um, yeah, but, but I'm Steam, Steam Deck... Uh, Sorry, actually, can you go? I was quite surprised because I, I sat and watched the Digital Foundry uh, yeah. on it, on it, and I, it, it was a much better looking game than what I was expecting it to be. From, but I think that's again just I, I really don't know enough about it. Do you know what I mean? But uh, no, it's, how, how how is it performing then on the Steam Deck? Uh, initially, it wasn't very good at all. It was crashing. It crashed two or three times and when i tried to dock the steam deck i mean it fucking had a meltdown the whole thing it like i said it on our pod like it it was what you know when something has a meltdown to the stage where it's making some really ungodly noise and you can't turn it off mm-hmm. yeah that's what was happening so i so i had to uh <laughs> wait it out and turn it off. but but since then i'd say like the last 10 hours n- no issues whatsoever they did have an issue yesterday though um that affected a lot of people um that they rolled they rolled out a hot fix they then rolled back the hotfix, and until they'd rolled the hotfix out again, which was 10 hours later, you couldn't access your saves that you'd done Ooh. on the fix before. Yeah. So effectively, yeah. people had been playing for like five hours. Uh, the first thing I did when I woke up this morning, I, I went on Twitter, I saw that, immediately went to my Steam Deck, checked that my game still worked, <laughs> and it did. But um, mm. but so many people mm. were complaining that it it that they fucked up the hot fixing and stuff. I believe it's yeah, fixed now. It's fixed, yeah. They actually tweeted out they were up through the night um fixing it. They they felt fucking rotten. You could you could hear the sort of sadness and the tweet that they put out. I was like, mm-hmm. I even I've tweeted them back saying something like, listen, I've not got the game yet, but really appreciate that sort of honesty and what you've done for people, you know. Well, did, like, yeah, but what are you appreciating? You know? I mean, the, the, <laughs> yeah, they, they, no, they, just, they were yeah, they just they, the facts to the wall. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, well, they I know. But anything else, there was literally no other response yeah. than, sorry, this has happened, we'll try and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you tell that to fucking respawn, you know what I mean? It's still not fixed Jedi yet, the yeah, fuckers. Yeah, but you know? at, least it, at least it worked. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, borderline. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's. But I am, I am with you in terms of the uh, everyone saying that it's amazing, though. And I think it it's got better since uh, the opening five hours or so. Um, and it's definitely something that I'm enjoying playing. So mm. good. Um, good. Still, rather play Exo Primal, but um, oh, oh Jesus! But I am Oof. playing Baldur's Gate. 
Yeah. It's funny, obviously, you mentioned about next month. You know, I've, I've, I've taken the decision and unless something changes in terms of what we see in the next two weeks regarding Starfield, I've taken the decision to choose Baldur's Gate over Starfield. You can't, you can't play <laughs> both. Fair you, enough. Fair you enough. cannot play both, Couchy. Oh. And I cannot play a game at 30 frames per second. Okay. So yeah, I, I've I, taken the decision yeah. to go, can only play one. It doesn't mean I'll never play Starfield. It just means yeah. I don't have to play it in September. I, my, my Game Pass subscription has lapsed anyway. It lapsed in February. Okay. So it's not as if I'm against the clock yeah. where it's running out, you know, anything like that. I feel as though I've got no pressure to play a game which potentially won't be that great at launch because it's Bethesda. And whereas I've got a game here that I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy. Yeah. And it's been out for a month, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's split play. Like I said, that could change. We could see more about Starfield in the next two weeks that blow my mind, you know. Um, but that's where I am. That I've, I've at the moment in time. I'm choosing Baldur's Gate in September. I think that's a. Fa- I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. It's it's only. I will be interested to know how you get on with it. I mean, I want to see what I'm like at hour forty or hour fifty um, mm-hmm. with this. I, I would say that I think you do have to retrain how you approach combat a little bit from that standard. Well, for me anyway, the standard brute force console type of gameplay to yeah. creative uh thinking about it a little bit more. And there's so many, myriad of options. I mean, that is that is the thing here. Like this isn't turn-based combat you'd get in fucking pokemon or final fantasy yeah. or anything like this is like the options are so vast like that's yes. why this type mm. of turn-based works because you're not saying oh you choose from four moves you're saying what fifth one of 50 things do you want to do yeah <laughs> it's almost like every every play style can be completely different no play style will be the same yeah whereas you play a final fantasy game for the most part, most people's move sets will be the same. Yeah, from yeah, most yeah. boss fights, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's ticking a lot of boxes for me in that it's got a fantasy element which I enjoy. Um, it's obviously going to be, although I can say it's not isometric. I'm loving Diablo at the moment, as you know, so isometric is fine. But the fact that it's now going to be 3D on console. Although you're right, it's turn-based, albeit a lot more expansive. It's still turn-based, which I'm pining for. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm thinking, this is ticking a lot of boxes for me, but I'm still a major newbie, hence why I'm watching fucking loads of YouTube videos, just to kind of get a bit more grasp on what is um, what's to come with this you, game. You know the 3D on console thing? I don't, I don't know whether yeah. that's just a controller thing or whether it has, is literally different. Because yeah, it, controller, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I use a controller, obviously, with a Steam Deck. So it is like I basically put it... that For the majority of the game, when I'm going around, I am just like in a third-person action game type of thing. Yeah, yeah you could be playing Horizon Forbidden West or whatever, couldn't you? It's the same yeah, view. Yeah, you zoomed in, yes. you zoom out, you zoom in, you zoom out. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like... I do like, yeah, I'm I do like looking forward that to fact. It is... It's the, yeah, it is... It moves like a PC game, though. Like, it moves slowly. <laughs> it moves, and when yeah. you press forward, there's like... A second delay before it moves and stuff it it feels like a pc game i don't know if that mm-hmm. would be different on console it might be mm-hmm. interesting, interesting yeah yep. yeah definitely so, yeah. obviously donny but your your 200 plus hours in diablo now mm-hmm. is this is Baldur's gate 3 is this more than 200 is this a 600 hour game <laughs> well no i i think looking at it from what i saw if you beeline the game, which I wouldn't do, you're talking 40 hours. Mm. If you do a lot of it, 
it's like 60. If you do right. even more, it's 80. If you go for complete completionist, you're talking like 100 hours. So right. I think you can put as much or as little as in as you want, but it strikes me as a sort of game you would only want to do it one way, and that's to kind of do as much, like like beelining it or only doing the... That's, you're not getting the experience. Like, like Ben has said, the experience really, what everyone talks about is the stories, the characters, yep. interactions, seeing a meeting a character and seeing their story from start to finish and whether they're going to join your squad and stuff and seeing how your relationship develops that's what the game's about rushing it wouldn't do any it would be like it'd be like beelining the witcher main quest and going mm. oh yeah it was all right well hang on you missed loads of stuff yeah. honestly donnie i don't even know how you would beeline it as a as a newbie like you don't really know where the main thing is and you need to like level up because you'll get fucking demolished if you don't um <laughs> yeah. it's like i'm doing pretty much everything that i can see which won't be everything if you know what i mean like everything yes. that i come across i end up doing and that's good uh, like i am not rushing th- like one of the things that when i started this game was like you don't rush this game i rush a lot of games i do yeah. like that's i i like to get in experience them kind of get out and go yeah that's that's fine like, yeah there's lizard for other stuff but i don't give a fuck this is not that game. This is the game mm-hmm. where you go, I am in this game. I will be playing this for 80 hours. Just just roll with it. And, you know, at where I am right now, I'm like, I don't, I don't even feel like I, like, I've done fucking nothing. I'm probably like, I'm really near the start. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I, yeah, it's it, every, everything that you do, every little quest or whatever, everything takes time. I'll sit down and you, an hour will just pass. Like, and you've done nothing. That type of game. Yeah. Just, just cool. going into the inventory and working out who, are oh, I'm going to give this sword to this person or this. Oh, oh, there's half an hour gone. <laughs> it's <laughs> like that, you know. Yeah. And that is why you, you, if you are interested in both games, you can't play them both. I there's don't think, no not way you can time, do No, nah, never. I don't, can't. I don't think you could. Yeah. Which to be fair, see, ironically, I made the joke about it being a timed PlayStation exclusive ironically it's probably worked out quite well because you've got both games launching the same week mm-hmm. one's xbox exclusive one's not obviously but only on playstation as opposed to the consoles it's actually worked out really well just yeah. inadvertently and then in theory if they get it to work down the line there's potential extra sales lol there <laughs> for them should they fix whatever issues there are because of the uh, the potatoes so yeah it's actually worked out quite well absolutely um, before we come to you, Ben, um, for your for your rant about showcases, uh, Callum put a question or a point, and he said, um, "I wish Sony would release a back button adapter for the Dual Senses. I had the official Sony accessory from a DS4 and grew to love it. The Dual Sense is a great controller, but I really miss those two buttons at the back." Um, Callum, he uh, he he does reviews for the for Pure Day Gaming and, and proofreads a lot of mine, um, <laughs> but he, he he makes he makes a good point there. But what I would say is is that. If they did that, PlayStation wouldn't be able to sell you a £200 Edge controller. So it's yeah. um, probably never going to happen, buddy. Controllers um, are here to stay, aren't they? Yeah. And, that, and last month, that Edge controller was the number one gaming accessory on Amazon. Last month. Really? really? So, yeah. But I think it was just US. So uh, wow. that Edge sells. Hey, people don't appreciate, obviously, how much they're shifting to those edges. Yeah. You're right. That is the reason, though, isn't it? They just need to upsell the, the more expensive controller. Yeah. If they didn't have that, so, there's very yeah. little reason for it. Because mm-hmm. all of the... Uh, if you buy, like, scuff controllers or any any higher-end third-party controllers, or even the third-party controllers that I buy, um, 
they've all got those buttons, programmable mm. buttons yeah. that you can all go yep. on your computer and do it. I also thought it was interesting how, uh, you know, we talked about the Cronus, the, the PlayStation Cronus yep. earlier. Like, that seems like a very weird project name when Cronus is a uh, very famous cheat controller. Um, it seems very oddly named. <laughs> Oh, but so I I just know it's 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 Greek or Latin for time, isn't it? So uh, Greek, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't it, even know that it was a cheat controller. Yeah, Cronus controllers are oh, right. programmable, but I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nope, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> um, cool, Ben, you've got a you've got a rant about showcases, apparently. Yeah, hit us, hit us. <laughs> this, this is just it's kind of fitting with what we have been talking about in terms of. PlayStation's lineup coming up. We don't really know a lot. First party going forwards. I, I just, I just think we're getting to the stage where these companies are not necessarily learning from anything. We've never seen a good, or I can be reminded if there has been one, a good state of play. There's never been one. I remember always staying up at eleven to eleven o'clock, whatever they are in this in this country. And always being mm-hmm. fucking furious, or ten o'clock they're on, aren't they? And being fucking furious by the end of it that I've just wasted my fucking time. Um, <laughs> the showcases that we had recently were awful. The PlayStation one was tragic. Everyone seemed to like the Xbox one. I think they were just blinded by the Starfield one, which I thought was pretty. I good. think so. Yes. I thought Xbox's yeah. one was absolutely fucking awful as well. Nintendo, at least they've got a good snappy element to it, but they've turned to shite because they've got nothing to show for themselves. Because you know they'll they'll probably have the Switch two next year. Mm. Um, Super Switch. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 so, yeah. Exactly the uh, the Super Switch. Um, but yeah, PlayStation. I think they need to up their game. So the what I I think they try to do with these showcases is offer a little of something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and that is, in my opinion, completely the wrong approach. They need to recognise the audience that are watching these showcases. Yeah. Um, and just tailor. To those audiences because they are getting no hype for this stuff i can remember hardly fucking anything from playstation's showcase that they just had um they they're not making things snappy enough they're not showing what they should be showing they're not learning from nintendo who did it so well for fucking years with mm-hmm. their directs um they're just awful we i don't know anybody who really walked away from those main showcases in the summer with anything other than that was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Jeff Keighley's one as well. Like, come on, man. Just be better. We can all... I, I feel like if if us three just sat around a table, we would have been able to, with the same games, put together, put together a better PlayStation showcase than they had. Like, the pacing is all wrong. Everything they mm-hmm. do is all wrong. Yeah. Like, it's just plain bad. I, I, and I don't know how they're sitting around saying, this is good marketing. We talked about marketing earlier. That mm-hmm. that is for your hardcore fan base. They're going to watch that showcase. They're yeah. the only people watching that showcase, and if you can't impress mm-hmm. them, they're the, they're the people that are so readily they're so ready to be impressed. And if you can't impress them, you are fucking up royally. Yeah, I was I was quite taken aback by both the kind of uh, the Xbox and the the Sony showcases just there because I was the same as you. We're outside Starfield. I was like, there's a lot of games here, but I don't think I was that excited for that much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the PlayStation 1 was 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 mid, and I remember then waking up the next day going, I called it mid, I thought, mm, I'm actually less hot on it being mid, 
and I was trying to be positive. I respect, no I respect you trying to be positive when you had a show immediately after. I respect the fact that you weren't shitting on that straight away because yeah. I'm and a we very did the same with Xbox guy. as well. Yeah. <laughs> and we did this and to be fair, we did the same with the Xbox one. Try to be positive and then obviously on reflection, PlayStation's really mid. Um we got bullshit CGI trailers for games we know nothing yeah. about. Yeah. Um your Jade Raymond's game, um uh, Concord, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Just no first party presence. And then we then got Xboxes, which was just full of non-gameplay that they're trying to say is gameplay. People don't understand that's not fucking gameplay. No dates, nonsense. The yeah. only thing that blew everyone's mind, the st- see the see the Starfield presentation was sensational. Yep. The way the, the the pacing between talking to people who are passionate about their game, they've worked hard on this game and they're so passionate about it. Mixing between that, showing elements of gameplay, showing elements of trailers, going back to people. That whole presentation was stellar. But mm. that's a one-off game and everyone should take note and do that going forward. Brilliant. But in terms of, you're right, the showcases and... Ben, I think you made a great point. Is that they have they've they appreciate the fact that the hardcore gamer is the minority. We, as people who are listening to this podcast, whether there's two years or twenty years or two hundred of years, we are the minority of gamers. Yeah, people who watch yeah. these showcases are the minority. But I think that they think I think the marketing teams think that more people watch it. And that's maybe true later on. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll go and have a quick look just now, but yeah, I think I think they're trying to cater for too wide of an audience because the average gamer doesn't care about CGI trailers. They're not bored. They, they, they get excited by that. I used to yeah. years ago. Wow, yeah, yeah, that yeah, looks yeah. flashy. 100%. It's no, it's no representation of how the game is going to play, but it looks flashy. You know, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, I mean, just, just as a, I've just loaded up YouTube there. There's the PlayStation Showcase, um, the English one. I mean, it's 4.8 million views. That's not a lot. Like, only 4.8 million. I think that's quite little. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, to it's be honest with huge. you. Compare um, that to how many PlayStation 5s are out in the wild now. And yeah. you're going... Yeah, because that contains so, a lot of people that don't have PlayStation 5s. A lot of people mm-hmm. maybe own different consoles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, to put it into perspective, there's there's the last Ronin um, little pre-reveal trailer from six days ago. It's got 1.2. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, aye. Um, clearly, it is a small demographic that are watching these things live. And yeah. maybe there's not as many people retrospectively watching it as, as we think. I personally, if you'd asked me beforehand, I would have said, oh no, most people eventually watch this. Well, clearly not. Nobody fucking watches and them. Like, nobody no. knows they happen. So, PlayStation and all yeah. of them are so bad at marketing this shit that, like, nobody knows I mean, it's happening. Like, like there two are, days notice. There like are the literally <laughs> people out there who consider themselves gamers who do not know Starfield exists. Yep. Yep. That's a I thing. Agree. It's a new IP. They don't really know who Bethesda are. Don't know what Skyrim is. They don't know what Starfield is. Mm-hmm. That's fine because you look at Starfield, you think it's a fucking 1980s film. If you see a poster for it, you don't have a fucking clue what it is. Like, it's they're just bad at marketing. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I um in, in one of the uh, in one of the Diablo groups that I've got, uh, me and one of the guys in it, we were chatting. It's a guy that plays a lot of Diablo, he's on most nights. And when when the when the FTC lost their uh, their 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 merger case, that mm-hmm. happened that day and we were chatting, I goes, Oh, I have the news today and, and he went, What do you mean? And I goes, Oh, the merger, you know, the FTC and he and he'd had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. And his words were he goes, I thought that went through 
ages ago. Yeah. As in when when the deal was in, I was like, yes. no, no, they've been they've been. He's like, oh, I didn't even know. That's like I was on Diablo every night. Yeah. And he didn't even know that this was even all happening. This was a real event and there was big things about this merger. Not happening. He just thought, oh, that was done ages ago, 18 months ago, when, <laughs> when we were sick of talking about it. No, we're in a bubble. <laughs> so, we're, like, you don't realise yeah. how, like, we, we're all in on this stuff. Like, the reason we're doing a podcast is just an amateur podcast, or whatever. It's just because we really we like it. it. We really exactly. enjoy it. We love talking about it. We love thinking about it, all that kind of stuff. Most people want to play their, they go to work and they play their video game at the end of the day and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, and I then they've only played it. twice a week. I, absolutely, and that is absolutely yeah. fine. That's just what they want to do. They don't yeah. care about all these things. And th- but I don't think these these people these uh, brands are doing enough to reach those people with the information that would genuinely get them excited. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I, I think you, I think you've made great points. Um, yeah. It's been a real eye opener. I like to think neither will make the same mistakes. But I'm not convinced. I think I'm being optimistic no. again. Oh, yeah, nah. <laughs> to be honest with you, optimistic. I think Donnie, I'm being I optimistic. Oh, I know. I'm being a bit optimistic. Ah, yeah. Do, do you know the one thing that I would say on it, and just obviously, like you commented there, Donnie, when you were saying, like, you know, neither showcase was a lot of CGI or fake footage. Mm-hmm. This is probably just a me thing. Take me back to e, uh, E3 all those years ago. See when you get yes. someone come out on stage and showed you them playing a oh, game. Oh, yeah. I love that. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. The the best the best reveals were at Jeff's showcase when you saw uh, Star Wars Outlaws, which I think looks fucking great. Yes. Um when you saw that I was like, wow, you know, getting out there, being passionate about your game and mm-hmm. showing lots of gameplay. Um yeah, yeah. give me that. Uh, to be honest with you, I've I've said this a lot of there's nothing to do with, with, with PlayStation or Xbox, but I've always felt that CGI trailers, specifically CGI, not in-game engine, because they're questionable, but CGI trailers are actually borderline false advertising. I don't know how they actually get away with them, yeah. to be honest yeah. with you. Because I know what you mean. That is that is nothing what the game even looks like. It, it's you're what you're literally watching a video. Yeah. Not the and Final Fantasies were really bad for that. I remember Final Fantasy VIII being one, this massive cinematic that looked unreal, and then you got the game like, well, right, okay, that's not what I thought I was playing. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, as for me, I just I disagree with CGI's in-game cinematics are questionable. I don't like them, but I think they're not as ethical, unethical as CGI is. I think you now, know? especially with the kind of graphical power of the machines that we're using, again, it's kind of whereas, as you said. Like years gone by, in-game engine and all that, you know, the, the pre-rendered video stuff yes. looks massively different. There's yeah. a way, way closer gap now between the two. Do you know what I mean? It's harder yeah, to tell. Yeah, there, there is, but they get, like, it's like Fable, that Fable trailer. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, it's all in-game. <laughs> oh yeah, that, God, what the fuck are you talking about? Play? That is what literally not, that's not, that's <laughs> nothing. What the fuck? That's never going to be like it. Yeah. That is ridiculous. I used your example when I was talking about this, but I remember, like, you used this example. This was eight, this was probably even last year. We were, we were speaking about Ragnarok, and I know Ragnarok looks amazing, but there's a big difference between the in-game scenes when characters are talking, when you're not holding your controller, mm. and you're watching, you know, uh, Kratos and Atreus having a moment, having a conversation, and then the camera zooms out, and you get control. 
they don't look the same. And you and you've even said it about uh, about GT Seven. They don't look the same oh, when yeah. you're holding the mm. controller in your hand. And they Absolutely. Can be, okay, how can you? How do you think that's what you're controlling? Like, what the fuck are you seeing? Fucking Gran Turismo. <laughs> yeah, Fable was the great one, man. Like, that's not what you're playing, people. Gran, you know? Gran Turismo. That's a fucking. I I cannot stand people on on Twitter or whatever comparing racing games and and <laughs> when they show and there's foot the uh, the camera foot and they go all in game foot. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> when I put that on my screen, it looks fucking nothing like that. Yeah. GT Seven yep. looks wank compared to what you've just shown. <laughs> like that is just that's just a fucking lie. Yep. Yeah. It's uh can't be dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> and um cool on on um on, on that happy note couchy take us home mate you've got uh you've got a question to ask so this came up in the discord a wee while ago and i wanted to kind of see if you guys could maybe convince me obviously everyone there wants me to try and get a playstation 5 mm-hmm. my argument would be just now there's just not enough there that i can't play elsewhere i.e pc Convince me. What? 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 What's? You're not allowed to say Spider-Man Two because that's not out yet. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> what? What are the, what are the reasons? Uh, why, why should I? Why should I jump on a PlayStation Five at this point in its life cycle? Ben, do you want to take it first? Because I think I know where you're going to go with this. I, d- I don't. I don't. I think to get a console, I think that's the one to buy. If you're going into PS Five, if you're content with not playing on a PS5 console and getting the games late. I I'm not certain that there is a massive reason. What I do love is their subscription service. I do <clears> think just what that offers in general is fantastic. I think if you, ha- if you haven't been part of that ecosystem, I think there's a just such a wealth of games to be getting on that on that uh, on that service. Um I I don't know console gaming for me is better than PC gaming because PC mm-hmm. gaming for me is a fucking faff on. But if you're already <laughs> PC gaming and enjoying it and liking that side of it, I, I, I can't cope with that. Like for me, that is just, I, I hate that part of it. I like being able to put something on, plug it in, and I know it should work every single time. It doesn't work. The developer yeah. will fix it and they'll patch it and they'll sort it. Um, but uh, yeah, buy, buying a PS5 at the moment, going forwards, I don't think there's an incredible amount other than Spider-Man 2, but we're saying we're not talking about that. Um, going <laughs> back, I just think the back catalog is, is incredible. In terms of the PC side, there are PC releases, obviously, but uh, the subscription service through PlayStation is just magnificent. Yeah, I thought that's what you were going to mention. And I suppose I've kind of got two points on it. And the first one was the same as you. you know, especially if you're new to the ecosystem, I thought, you know what, I'm going to write a little list of just what I can think off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. First party slash exclusives as well that are on the service if you were new. And that list is, now I may be missing some, Rift Apart, Kena, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Returnal, Death Stranding, Days Gone, God of War 2018, Demon's Souls remake. Probably missing some, but that's just, that's a good list. And I then mm-hmm. added up rough completion times mm-hmm. and totaled it and I went 450 hours of gaming there. <laughs> now, for someone like us, that's six months of gaming. For someone who's new to the system, maybe not a hardcore gamer, that's a year, maybe more yeah, worth more a game. More than a year. Yeah. Just, just from that small list I mentioned there, like 
the service to new people. And I think that's a big part of where these, where these robust sales are coming from. Mm-hmm. You don't need, you potentially don't need to buy a game for six months, a year longer, should you not want to. And it also mm-hmm. means that, again, if you've not got a PlayStation today, you're not got a PS5, you're probably not bored about getting Spider-Man 2 yeah, on release. that's right. So you can wait and get it in the sale. Mm-hmm. You don't need, because you clearly don't want to get a game day one. You might buy some, but you're clearly not that bothered if you've not got a PS5 by now. Yeah. And, and it's point. just, it's all going towards the value for money. But what I would say is if you're someone that's got a PS4 today, if you're not that bothered about haptics, not that bothered about 3D audio, haptics are great. I, I, I love the haptics and the control. DualSense is an amazing controller. I enjoy the 3D audio. If you're not that bored about performance, if you do like playing games at 30, blah, then you probably don't need to jump to the PS5. And there's, of course, there's a question. Listen, let's not beat around the bush here. This is a hobby. We're in a cost of living crisis. If you can't afford one, don't go rushing out to buy them because at the end of the day, you've got to fucking look after yourself out there, people. But if you you do want the next gen upgrade, which is Mm -hmm. there, the performance is there. Um, it's for me. It's well worth it. I couldn't. I could never go back oh, to playing a PS4. It's far I'm, re- you know, I'm, refu- yeah. I'm refusing to potentially play one of the games of the year. The game being called Game of a Generation because it's thirty frames per second. Yeah, you're ridiculous, so you're, I- but we accept that. But- <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I need no convincing to yeah. buy a PS5. You know, so. Each to their own on that one about what's important to you. But Couchy, you're a frame rate slut, so get the fucking PS5. Stop Stop subscribing oh. to all those OnlyFans account for a month, bitch. Oh, Demon's Soul, Demon Souls is one of the best-looking games ever made. It's, it's just... And for Returnal, man. Returnal. Oh, Returnal's fantastic. Oh, Th- those get, but Returnal's on PC as well, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, and that was kind of my point. That was your point, yeah. No. What's not on PC? Yeah. Yeah, and that was my thing where I'm going... Of Probably, I think at the time I said... Three games, Spider-Man 2 being the fourth, right? But as we said, we're taking that out of the conversation because it's not out yet. Three games that I would really like to try were Horizon, the sequel, but obviously the first game has came to PC. Yes. So I don't yep. know. Am I wrong to expect that the sequel will also come? I it think must, it, will it, must. it, will. it, it definitely will. It definitely must. will. And then yeah. the other side of things would be God of War, which obviously came to PC. So again, I would think at some point the sequel's going to come. Just now, the only game that would really kind of properly pull me in would be Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Which will mm. come at some point. But that, yeah, and that's a PS4 game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I understand that because when you ask the question, like that, framing it like that, like I have a PC, I also don't mind buying PlayStation games on PC. That is then a yeah. different equation isn't it that's yeah. like ah yeah. okay well now what we're saying is oh this is back catalog yeah but all of those you could probably get on pc apart from mm-hmm. a couple which will come to pc except for demon souls i mean we're missing a big <sighs> one um, you would have thought yeah. it would, if they were going to do it i think they would have done that by now but maybe exactly wrong. that's gonna that's gonna remit and you're missing out that there's one game to get it for that was the first game i got on ps5 um <laughs> yeah that's 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 a good one but yeah it's a very hard question to answer i think with yeah. um if you are into pc get and i do think this pc launcher is going to be coming because there is no way that sony are going to be really they don't want to release these games on steam no. Like, no. there is no way they want to be putting this on Steam and Epic or whatever. And losing, losing a 30%. Yeah. Absolutely. No like, they, they don't need it. They, there, there will be a launcher. It will be happening. 
Um, and, and when that does, it just opens the floodgates. But then maybe what they're thinking is they need to convert some of these PC gamers onto a PS5 because at some point yeah. you think they would have reached that their market, you know, that they'll start Saturation. to admit, well, I suppose they're, they're seeing as they had 117 or PlayStation, million PlayStation 4s, they're a long way off that. But, you know, yeah. they're, they're just trying to protect. They're not trying to cannibalize, are they? But, um, and it's, it's funny because I, I do realize that I, I am probably the outlier in that where a lot of people would go, it is way easier to buy the PlayStation 5 and I could play all these games. Yes. But because I don't mind that side of the PC, yes. it, it's, do you know what I mean? And it's as harder. I said, like, to, to kind of like, I played a PGA Tour 23 on a PlayStation 4 just so I could play with some mates. I then played the same game on my PC and went from 30 frames a second all the way up to max settings at over <laughs> 120 uh, frames a second at 4K. Yeah. And it made me realise why I kind of started to move away from consoles. But, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's it's mad. But, no, I appreciate your points. And you never know. Mm-hmm. Let's be fair. The, the PlayStation 5 is probably coming after Spider-Man 2. Because I'm not sure that I'm not sure if you're willing to wait. I'm not sure there is a reason, and that's the fact. That's probably it. What what I would say is is that see if you're someone that is looking to buy a PS5, is maybe kind of swithering, and but you're not desperate. Wait around eighteen months when the pro launches because mm. you'll get guys like myself, Ben. I'm sure you, you formal bitch, yeah. will jump on the pro and I'll be looking to sell. You'll probably get the existing PS5 for a decent price. Yeah, if you've waited this long, can you really not wait a little bit longer? Really? Yeah, be you know, finding them so in bins. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but you'll, you, they'll be all over Facebook Marketplace like a fucking Series S. So, oh yeah, Right, guys. Um, I think that wraps up. Unless anyone else has got anything else they want to share. No, that's thanks a lot for having me on. Ben, not been a pleasure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's been it's been good stuff. Oh, good. Nah, I mean, I've quite liked this format. Actually, it's um, it's been decent. And I think the time wise, maybe a little bit longer than I hope for, but we're still below two hours, so the guy's happy with that. The minute it hits <laughs> two hours, I get fucking Callum and Jim moaning. So oh, yeah. I kept it below two for those guys. Couchy, <laughs> <laughs> okay. any any uh, socials you want to plug? Uh, you can come and follow me on Twitter if you want. I'm pretty boring on Twitter, uh, but uh, I am BigGP1987 on Twitter, and hopefully I'll have some more reviews on the website shortly. As I said, Immortals of Avium will probably be my next one, but I've got quite a lot planned coming up, so come and read them. Come and visit the website. Brilliant, brilliant. And Ben, take um, us away, mate. We're on... Twitter, I doubt the session's in front of me, so uh, at Grumpy Gamers Pod. We don't really post either, actually. We don't really do an awful lot there. <laughs> I don't even post about our podcast each week now. I just I've noticed you've stopped. <laughs> I just fucking sacked it off and it's fucking Twitter. Who gives a fuck? Like yeah. our downloads <laughs> have no it doesn't affect any nobody on Twitter fucking listens to us. It's all other people. Um mm-hmm. so but anyway, our podcast comes out every Wednesday, Grumpy Gamers Podcast. So uh and we're on all yep. platforms and stuff like that. So yeah, download, give it a listen. Excellent, excellent. And and thanks to everyone for listening. As as I mentioned at the top, this is every two weeks a PlayStation podcast here at Pure Dead Gaming. Uh, as usual, the main weekly podcast, Pure Dead Gaming, launches every Thursday at 3pm, just like it did today. And like uh, Couchy said, puredeadgaming.com for written reviews and whatnot. And um, yeah, thank you all for, for listening. Bye. Bye.
yeah, you're ridiculous, but we accept that. 